0: This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're using loops to keep from going loopy in episode number 153. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, ladies. It's Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Today, we are going to talk about something that has helped me with managing motherhood and life in general lately. It's actually been really empowering for me. I've spent a lot of podcast episodes lately talking about little hacks and things that have helped me. I really feel like things had gotten pretty stressful for our family, and I needed to get things back to where they felt better and were more on track. So this is one of them. And I realized after I recorded the intro, I was thinking about it that sometimes people don't know different slang, especially if you're not from the United States or not a native English speaker. So loopy, going loopy would be going crazy. Uh, So we're going to use loops, and I'll tell you what loops are, but but it's to kind of keep our sanity, our mama sanity. So I read a book a few months ago at this point, several months ago even, called Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. And it's geared towards homeschooling moms. It is a slim little book and a pretty easy read. And I would recommend that any of you who are homeschooling, maybe some of you are newly homeschooling or newly considering it this year with all of the COVID stuff going on. But it's just a great book. It's one of those books that when you read it, you feel, (sighs) You kind of feel a sense of peace after you read it. And we definitely need those kinds of books in our life. But one of the things, probably the thing that I I got the most out of in the book, because it, it addressed, if you remember my podcast episode a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago about bottlenecks. This tip addressed one of my bottlenecks that I wasn't sure how to address in my homeschool, but I immediately saw how it was applicable to other areas of my life some business things, and especially particularly in taking care of myself. So I want to share that. So what is a loop? A loop is a series of things that you want to get to. That's all that it is. So homeschooling is easy. So um, if we have homeschooling and let's say that I want to, in addition to like the reading and writing and arithmetic that we're going over with the kids, I also want to be able to uh, sing some folk songs with them, and I want to be able to read some poetry to them, and maybe I want to read some Shakespeare, or so Plutarch, and any of y'all who are listening to this and who happen to be Charlotte Mason style homeschoolers, you're like, Kristen's just ID'd herself, but those might be some things that I want to do, or maybe I want to have time for a nature walk or i want to have time for st- doing art or i want to have time for doing science experiments so maybe these are things that aren't absolutely necessary to your core curriculum but you want to do them so that's the kind of thing that is an it's an easy example of a loop list right so let's say that that one of them is going to be studying a composer studying an artist doing an art project doing a science project, and reading poetry. So you have those five things. That's your loop. And so what you do is you may have a time every day in your homeschool schedule that is an elective time when you're going to do these kind of extracurricular activities that you want to do at home. So the loop list is you just go down that list. So on Monday, you read about the composer. And on Tuesday, you study the artist's life. But then on Wednesday, the baby is really fussy. And your toddler is having a meltdown. And there's no way that the art project is going to happen. Because you're rocking the baby and dealing with the toddler during that time. So something that f- that could happen that's frustrating is if you scheduled... So you have artist study on Monday, composer on Tuesday... Art Project on Wednesday, Science Project on Thursday, and Folk Songs and Poems on Friday. Well, you just had a really rough time with the baby on Wednesday, and so it didn't happen. And then the next week, you have people in from out of town and so you miss a whole bunch and then the next week on Wednesday the baby is fussy again and then the next week your husband needs you to do something and so what you can find is that you end up missing tons of stuff because it's scheduled for a particular day and it just doesn't happen. What a loop does that helps protect from that is that when you come back to that period of time you just hit the next thing on the loop. So this week it's okay that the baby was fussy and the toddler had a meltdown during art project time. We're just going to do art project during that time. And then the next day we're going to do the science project. And then it's going to be the end of the week. And so next week we're going to start with poetry and folk songs on Monday. And then we are going to start the loop over again. So we're going to do our artist study on Tuesday and our composer study on Wednesday and so forth. So what you do is you know that you're going to get to it. You know that you're going to get to it. And I used the homeschool example just because that was an easy example to explain the concept of a loop. But what I found is that loops are really really helpful in many areas of your life. I think one of the most powerful things about loops is they help free you from mom guilt. Because they free you from that sense that we're not, we're not getting anything done. Especially when life can end up being interrupted on a fairly regular basis. Which especially life with when you're pregnant, when you're going through pregnancies, when you have babies and that sort of thing. It can just get interrupted. Now, there are some things that you might do every week, like, for example, if you go to church or synagogue every week, or if you celebrate the Sabbath every week or something like that, there's comfort in knowing that it's going to come next week, and I can always do a little bit better next week, or I can always try again next week, but with things like, uh, like read-alouds and other things that you want want to bring for enrichment to your family, Sometimes those things can just keep getting put off and put off and put off or you'll hit them here and there, but it it doesn't come around consistently and that can create guilt. So I think that loops, they help ease mom guilt. And when your plan is a loop you no longer feel so bad when there's a day that that's interrupted because your plan was that this isn't a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thing. This is a loop thing, and we just go through the loop. And even if there's a season where things are really intense, like for me, I've had a pretty intense few weeks because I have a teen that's having a really difficult time. And we're at the point now... Where I feel like we're starting to see some turnaround. We're starting to see some change in heart. We're starting to see some better communication. And we're starting to see this teen realize that the real world is coming real soon. And I've got to kind of step up and and take a little bit of responsibility. And, And so like this week, I've been able to start getting back to some things where some of our loops were on hold for a little bit. Because there was a lot of time spent like heart to heart with this child and also for me with, you know, heart to heart with other people kind of trying to make sure that we were doing the right thing to to help this child out. But anyway, so, you know, there and then there will be pregnancies and births and fussy seasons for babies and all that kind of thing. So regardless of what stage your family is at, there may be times when things come up. And so, again, the loop, it's even if it has to be set aside for a couple weeks, you can still pick it back up um, and, and jump back into it. And sometimes, like especially if your loop includes little things or really important things like read-alouds to your family, and you have to set the loop aside, you may be able to continue that thing. Like, say, continue the read-alouds, but you're not going to do the composer study and the artist study and everything else like that for a little while. And that's okay, too. But a loop is really, it gives you freedom. And then loops let you add richness into your life and into your day. And this is for your children, for your family, and also I think for you personally as a mom which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But it just, it lets you add those things like read-alouds or like enjoying learning to appreciate classical music or learning to, uh, you know, to enjoy those good books or about art or whatever it is that your family is interested in. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, astrophysics or uh, organic chemistry. I don't know. You know, whatever it is for your family, philosophy, your family can find those things and be able to to enjoy those treasures and that richness because you've made the time for that loop and to be able to do those activities and include those things in your family's life so one thing with loops is you do have to make time for them and i'm a big proponent if you've listened to many mama or not mama baby birthing sorry birth baby and life episodes you'll know that one of the things that I talk about a lot is rhythm and routine. Because rhythm and routine, even a schedule, can feel like it's very binding when you think about it or when you look at it on paper and it feels overwhelming. But what you realize is there actually often comes a freedom in it because suddenly you're not kind of listless through the day. So You can make time for loops, but you probably need to have that time for the loop in your day. So when you look at it, I'm going to talk about some different kinds of loops, but when you look at that, think about, so when do I want to do this? So for example, for, for us, I have for our homeschool day, again, I'll use that because it's an easy thing to conceptualize. I have two different loops. One is what I call little ones together school, which is with my younger kids, like my lower elementary school kids, though I'll probably still continue to include my sixth grader in it next year when he moves into the seventh grade. But those, that loop, I have certain things that I want to do with them on a regular basis, and I have it set up in loops. And then in the evening around the dinner table, we have a different loop, which I just call Together School. And and I actually, I did do this loop in the morning, but because of the way that I've organized my homeschool morning this year, it just didn't work as well in the morning for us. So we moved it to the evening, and we do it around the dinner table. And it includes a read-aloud, but it's also, when we do the things that, in a Charlotte Mason education, you would call riches. Um, some families use a morning basket, and it's it's kind of a similar thing, but it's like a basket of things that you do in the morning, and it's where you add in some of these little things like poetry, or um, like memorizing poetry, or memorizing scripture, or studying artists and composers or that sort of enrichment activity and you know you could have a loop that you went through in your morning basket or like for us together school around the dinner table we have our read aloud and we do a conversation starter and um, those kinds of things and then we have some things that we do in our loop time so those are easy you know but I have to have those times set aside like I we have an hour set aside for dinner so that there's time to eat and talk and then time to enjoy this special family time. And that Littles Together School is in the early afternoon. Again, just because that's where it fits in well in our schedule. And so you have to make time for the loops. And then there may be other loops that you want. And let me give some examples. And then you can see kind of how those things fit in. But loops are really about going with the flow to a certain extent. Because even though you have the time scheduled, you are able to kind of go with that flow and you're able to, um, you know, you're able to forgive yourself if you miss or if life interrupts. It's, It's a flexible block. And I think you do need to guard it somewhat so that it doesn't stop happening. But again, if you go through that season of a couple weeks where it doesn't happen, it's like an old friend coming back when it does. So you work with it. But And it's flexible and like if on a given day you need more, a little bit more time or you need a block that you can let go of, it's a good block to let go of. But let me talk about some specific examples of other kinds of loops that might help you. So homemaking is one that I've found really helpful to have a homemaking loop. So I have a period of time when I'm preparing lunch for the kids, and if you listen to the last podcast episode, you know, or maybe it was two podcast episodes ago, you know that I do a lot of the lunchtime preparation in the morning, so that when I'm actually giving getting lunch ready and serving it, it doesn't take too terribly long. So I have a little bit of time while the kids are eating lunch and doing their thing that I can focus on some homemaking tasks, and there is a variety of different things that I want to do and that I want to cover uh, just to keep you know, just for home management, just to keep my home running smoothly. And so for me, just jotting down a homemaking loop really helped a lot. So in my loops, in most of them, I have a couple things that are, that are smaller, quicker things or that are the most important things that are static. So for example, with the homeschool loop that I talked about, um, a read aloud would be a static. So we always do a read aloud every day. And then we do the other things like looking at our composer or our artist in the loop for homemaking. My static is my motivated moms checklist. And I know I've talked about motivated moms on the podcast before, and I will definitely link to motivated moms in the, in the, uh, show notes, but the motivated moms is just the chore system of my choice. It's worked really well for me. You could use fly lady or any system that you want to, But I love motivated moms. I just love the checklist every week. And I love how she, I guess she's kind of got loops built into it because you end up cycling around to these different tasks that need to be done. And if you keep up with it on most days or even uh, a few days every week, at least during during difficult seasons, you end up really keeping the, you know, keeping on top of your home, which feels good to me because then my home feels peaceful and, and refreshing, which is important. So uh, Motivated Moms is at the beginning of that. Well, Meal Preparation and then Motivated Moms. I glance over that and see what needs to be done. Some of that, some of those I just get to check off because they're things that the kids will cover in their chores. But there's usually a couple things every day that I do. So I look at that. And then the next thing that I do is, I, I kind of have, have themed for days. And this is something that I got from Kim Brenneman. And the book used to be called Large Family Logistics, but she's revised the book and it has a new title, Home Management, Plain and Simple. And I I really liked the concept that she had, like she had a garden day, a home office day, a laundry day, you know, just different days. And then she had a chapter for each of those to help you figure out like what your system is for those days. And some of that gets covered in motivated moms, but some of it is a little bit outside of it, like especially the office day or an errand day and that kind of thing. Uh, so I just really liked that. But for me, having a, having those set on set days of the week wasn't working very well. However, having them on a loop does work very well. So after I'm done looking over any daily tasks, I look at the next theme, kind of the next homemaking theme. And then I'm also working on decluttering, doing some decluttering. So, you know, I'll look at what is the next task on the decluttering list? What is the next thing on the home management list? Like, is it to, you know, is it to make phone calls or whatever? And I'll do that. And I don't worry so much like, you know, is Wednesday, office day, and oh, I didn't get to office stuff because something happened on Wednesday, so I won't get to it till next week. Instead, the next day, I sit down and look at those things, and so I just go through the loop, and that really helps me a lot. Um, And and like I just said, you can adapt something that you're already doing into a loop or a system that you're already using into a loop if this appeals to you. One way that the loops have really helped me in my own self-care is that I felt like I didn't have a lot of time to do things that I really wanted to do or that they would just keep getting put off and put off and put off and put off. So there's a concept. I, I'm i not certain if this is a concept directly from Charlotte Mason herself or if this is a concept that came with people, like if the coining of the phrase, but I think the phrase may have been coined in the book, uh, the Charlotte Mason Companion, whose author is Karen something, I think, but I can't remember her last name right now. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes, as always. But, and then she's written another book called the, um, called Mother Culture. So anyways, the term is Mother Culture, which is basically this time that you take to enrich yourself to grow personal development for moms, really. And it's a beautiful concept. And for me, loops really helped me make the most of this time. So I have a time set aside in my afternoon, a half an hour while my littlest ones are napping and my older kids are either having a quiet time or outside time or doing their own thing. So there's this time when I get 30 minutes, but You know, sometimes I would feel like there's so much that I want to do that I just don't know what to do during this time. And so I created a little loop list for myself. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was I had kind of this backlog of like a couple Bible studies that I wanted to go through. And then I had a couple parenting books that I wanted to read. And, and there were things, these are things that are almost meteor. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about when I say this. I've mentioned on a couple podcast episodes Sally Clarkson's books, The Life-Giving Home and The Life-Giving Table. But these things, they're a little bit meatier. So they're, they're something that you kind of want to stop and contemplate on, like let it percolate in your mind for a bit. And so loops are well suited to that. So I just have a loop that's like Bible study, uh, parenting book, homemaking book. And And so I just go to the next thing on the list. And so even if I just get a little bit, even if it's just a few pages, and then I'm like, wow, that's meaty, then I'll just move on to the next thing in the list. And this might seem, I don't know, maybe as you're listening to this, you're like, this is really over the top or silly, Kristen. But maybe it really resonates with you because it really did help me. And now there was a time, like when I said, I had that mother culture time and I had my loops and was doing them. And then I sat down to start I, I i got i decided to try power sheets after i got this year's ultimate homemaking bundle and i don't know if you've ever heard of the power sheets but it's kind of a a life planning goal planning binder for women and they had an undated 6 month one and there was a special to get a discount on it with the ultimate homemaking bundle this year i'll link to power sheets in the show notes cuz I, I really enjoyed going through it and i think i'm going to get them and Um, get a copy for my oldest daughter as well uh, for for present her birthday is coming up soon so that we can sit down and work on next year's planning side by side not you know we'll each do our own but I like that thought and they have a girls one too so I'm thinking about letting my littler girls join in but anyways there is some prep work that you do to get ready to use your power sheet some soul searching type of thing and so I actually kind of paused my loops for a couple weeks, what, because what I wanted to do most during that mother culture time was sit down and really work on and contemplate through the guided work and the power sheets. And then when I got to where that was done and in place and ready for me to use in my day-to-day life rather than needing quite so much work, you know, it was back to to my just my regular mother culture loop. And it's, the loops have really helped me because they've allowed me to hit things that were things that I would usually let go. Like, for example, if I wanted to, the Bible study or listening to a sermon or something, I just, I wouldn't do that because I would think, oh, I don't have 30 minutes to sit down and listen to this, or I don't have an hour to sit down and listen to this. But instead, if I know I can listen to 30 minutes now and note where I was, and then I'm going to come back to this in a few days, it. It just, it just made it seem more manageable to me. So it's really helped a lot. Um, on the Sabbath, we also, you know, I have, I have a little loop list that I look at there, too, because that's a day when I'm more focused on Scripture and that kind of thing. And I have a list of things that I'd like to get through, and I've made more progress in in that study, and then I do some fiction reading on that day too, you know, made some more progress than, than I had been making before where I would end up kind of floundering and maybe not using that time well. And I've even done some of it in business work. So I've given you a lot of examples here, you know, in, in the business. In the business is another thing that's like homemaking. I have some static things. Every day I try and look at, for example, customer emails to see if anybody needs a reply from me that's outside of like a tech support thing. Sometimes, like last week when I get flooded with emails, I don't do as well. But I try to look at that every day. I try to look every day at what needs to be published this week and what do I need to move that along. And I try every day, either I'm going to record a podcast or I'm going to work on drafting an article or something. But then I have little projects for the business that I want to work on. And so those are in a loop. And I have some joint venture things that I'm doing with other people those are things that go in a loop that I'm just working on. I'm working on a supplemental class right now, a productivity class that isn't 100% focused on birth and baby, and that one's one of the things that's in the loop rotation. So again, even in my business, this concept has been careful or has been helpful. Now I don't think that you want to go loopy with loops. It can make you go crazy. So if you find yourself putting everything into a loop all of a sudden because this idea is attractive to you and then you go back and realize, eh, maybe I went a little bit overboard with it, you know, give yourself some flexibility. But I feel like their strength is if you're juggling a whole lot, then they really will let you touch on things, especially especially those little riches, those enriching things, that time for you yourself to do that personal development and soul searching and that time um, for you to do those things that you want to do with your kids and your family. And, and they'll help you start to kind of look and understand balance that you need to have in your life. And work on those things. So that's that's how loops have helped me. So that that's how I hope that this concept of loops can help you and be freeing to you. And even doing some and realizing what's working and what's not. And it can help you start to feel out what's important and what's not. But most of all, I, help, I hope it can do for you what it did for me, which was to find time for some of those things that kept getting shuffled off and to let go of guilt and instead to be able to more consistently do those little enriching, like life, life-enriching, things that that may have otherwise gotten left by the wayside. With that, we will finish up for today. If you want to get more from me, you can head over to TrustBirth101. That's trustbirth one Sign up for the newsletter. I'll send you a notification whenever I put out a new podcast episode or whenever there's a new post live on the blog. I'll let you know about the Facebook group that I'm still hoping to get started and haven't managed to do yet. There's a loop task that I need to stick in my rotation. But anyways, you can check things out there. Trust Birth 101. With that, I hope that you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.